This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Playoffs. Hello and welcome to NL Playoffs. Uh, my name is Gautam. I have with me my co-host Aniket Aniket say namaste. Hello world. Uh, t- this is episode 26 of our uh, still still small podcast. Uh, we are recording this on the 26th of August. Uh, it is about 9 p.m. India time right now. We we thought actually that we could talk a lot about this and that and that but we have a very interesting guest uh, who has joined us so i think we should stick to uh, one major topic which is football i know which is super large in in scale and all of that but we but i thought we would, this would be a great opportunity to talk about football mainly because we have uh, our guest ranjit bajaj uh, uh, showing showing up on our uh, small podcast so ranjit welcome uh, welcome to our uh, show and uh, yeah just great to have you on thank you so much guys thank you for having me thank you for having me aniket and gautam and thanks lipi having me here on team news laundry and in fact it's a pleasure to be on here it's not small at all in fact you guys are the place to be at least we get the facts there you go absolutely that is there's a nice plug for news laundry pay to keep news <laughs> free guys so uh, ranjit is uh, an entrepreneur he's also a current owner and also a manager is that right ranjit of minerva yes. fc uh, minerva punjab fc he's also a former india under 19 football player he's a mountaineer i'm just reading out his twitter bio for now he was also on roadie season 1 which is very interesting uh, that, that might be a conversation for another day but still very nice very interesting but you also say that you're a nation record holder anjit so please tell us what uh, record you hold so do you want to start with that okay fine perfect okay uh, so this is a very accidental record because when i was saying one of the things on the twitter bio is mountaineering um while mountaineering um there was a mountain there's a mountain called mount pomori mount pomori in nepalese pomori means daughter of mount everest why because it's you got mount everest and you got mount pomori and then you got lotse which is the fourth highest mountain and it's a three murti i mean three mountains together and you got everest base camp right in the middle and that's what that's what's used to climb all three mountains um now so the ultimate aim was to uh you know do the biggest thing i can to challenge myself and the quest was always everest but then coming to know that you know everest has become very commercial and it's just about money and real mountaineers make their own routes and the sherpas don't do it for you and that's so you, any other mountain other than everest which is above 7500 or 8000 is as difficult or even tougher so you know getting prepared for those mountains was there before i got married this before i got married before my wife banned me to go to the mountains anymore so this mountain was mount pomori 7200 meters and no indian had ever scaled that mountain so that was the uh, thing that you know i have to i have to come on be the first indian even though that was not possible because on the mountain you can't decide that the mountain decides for you there was a storm and the entire thing was cancelled you had to come down so on everest base camp and that was our base camp as well right next to it there's a glacial lake and uh, that's frozen 24 hours a day obviously because it's minus 20 minus 30 but the sun is so strong why right? because the sun is like 5 kilometers closer and then the atmosphere is so thin there's no ozone layer that the sun actually gives you third degree burns so it's like very direct hitting sunlight uh, and when it hits the ice the first 6 feet becomes slushy it doesn't melt it becomes slushy so obviously no one has swum there because you're sitting there with six layers on clothing and no one just thinks of going crazy and taking the clothes off and jumping into that water so but i came to know that a british guy 
who's now known as the Iceman. You see on Nat Geo, his programs, he goes and swims in the coldest waters in the world. So that was apparently one of his first swims and he broke a record there, became a huge record that highest altitude swim ever in, by a human being in the coldest waters for the longest time. And that was around uh, nine seconds then, because apparently after seven seconds, your blood, which is at 37 degrees, it's a liquid, it starts freezing and this oxygen supply to your brain freezes. So while nobody does anything stupid or dangerous there is because the nearest medical help is four days walk. There is no helicopter rescue possible, uh, very tough there for helicopters to land. Uh, and there are no actual medical good facilities right there. It's like way off in the world. Nobody screws around there. So that guy came and did it because that was his profession. And I did it because I'm crazy. <laughs> no, it's because it was a challenge. And I wanted to prove we were the only two Indians in a all white expedition. And the challenge was that the British can do it. And so can I. And the entire thing is, I'm not a good swimmer. That means um, I'm a swimmer as much as you are in a swimming pool. With cold water, I'm so shit scared. Even nowadays in summer, I have it with hot water. So I'm in fact not like, you know, that I'm very tolerant of extreme temperatures. I'm not. It's just a matter of believing in yourself. And that's where I learned that if you believe in yourself, you can actually go ahead and do anything you want. I did it for 11 seconds, beat his record for two seconds. And that's how it became a Limca book of records and Asia book of records as the highest altitude swim in the coldest waters, which is such an accidental record because somebody had told me when I was trying to prepare for the mountain and doing all that, that, you know, we are taught that you do not take extra risks there at all. You do not do anything. You're slow and you're meticulous. I mean, that's the last thing a mountaineer would actually go and do. And if somebody had told me that you will go and do that, I'll give you a crore. I would have given him a very rude answer. But then when you go there and this kind of a challenge is put in front of you and then you stupidly accept it as well and then you have to go ahead and do it. And then prove to the whole world that, you know, if that guy can do it, so can I. So what's the big deal? And so it's a great, in fact, um, and it's available on Facebook or something on India Book of Records or Asia Book of Records. That video is there. So you can see Mount Everest in the background and me jumping into the water coming out. So the video which you don't see is immediately after that, how eight people rushed on me with blankets and wrapped me around, took me inside the tent, put five heaters on me so that I don't get into hypothermic shock. And, you know, five doctors, and physios rubbing my feet. So, so it was great fun. It was actually crazy, but it was great fun. Oh, well, that's that a, was the record. That's a fascinating story. So I think it's a beautiful segue when you said you should do, uh, believe in yourself and do crazy things. So uh, this is a good segue to, I think, maybe talk about how you got into this footballing world and the ecosystem in general, right? Because we want to uh, move towards the footballing topic. But if you could tell us briefly about how you ended up in the I-League and then uh, with the latest petition that you guys filed on behalf of Delhi FC. and Oh my God, that's a, that's a huge story, okay? I know you want it briefly, but... Okay, no, as so, deep as... No, yeah, let's start with your origins, take your time. Okay. Yeah. The story, again... A very accidental club owner. Uh, again, to prove to my, this is all, you know, a battle of redemption with myself for what I was in the past and what I am now. Uh, I'm talking about past means 15 years ago and how I wanted and then I successfully turned my life, very successfully turned my life around. So the part of redemption was to do whatever I could do before the age of 18, 19. And I had played Santosh Trophy uh, at 19 and then I had uh, stayed for 19 and then I had played... Um, the Grand Cup and then I played all these things. I wanted to prove to myself I can do it again. So when I came back and I uh, kind of took um, early retirement, as you say, retirement from the corporate world and I didn't want to get into that shit at all because it wasn't making me happy. 
I said, okay, let me get back into sports. Okay, I may not be able to play to the highest level, but let me get back into what I love. So at 32, 33, I started playing football again. And I played Santos Trophy at 33 again. So at the last one was 18 and this one's here. And that again was accidental because the players didn't come and there were uh, the six goalkeepers and, and in goalkeepers, I was the best. And if that is one age, you can actually make a comeback and actually be the best there because that's where you actually get to your prime. So I was lucky that that was my position. Playing there, the whole thing which I realized was that there was a, this club called JCT Pagwada, which was very famous in Punjab. And it did really, really well. And that was the only club in North India, professional football club. So that shut down. And once that shut down, and that was the time when I was playing. So I played under 19 India in 96, 97 uh, as an international. And when I played there, our aim for all North Indian boys was to get there. And once that shut down, I saw that there is no aim left. I mean, out of every 100 footballers, 98 leave the game and only two are brave enough to venture out of the state. That means you have to either go to Goa or to, or to Calcutta or to uh, Kerala. And, you know, the same way it's very difficult for them to come here. You don't, at that age, when you're not successful to do this, it's very tough. So only very, very few do it. And the number who do it are one-tenth the number who just leave the game. But if there's a platform right next to your home, uh, you definitely, because it's your dream, you definitely make the effort to go and do it. And that's why more people... It's not that more local people come to local clubs. It's just that it's right there for them to show their promise. So uh, I knew that the talent was there because what we did, my team did was for the first time a city like Chandigarh, which is a non-existent thing. That's where I played the Santosh Trophy from the second time. So when I did that, it was a performance which was far beyond what we were supposed to be capable of. So it was very sad to see those boys just then get wasted because I asked them after the thing, what's your plan? Nothing, we want to study, I'm going to do work because there's nothing there. And I knew that each one of them had it in them to go to the highest level. So I said, okay, fine, I don't have money. At least they start a club. And what I can do is because I've come back into uh, my the Minerva Academy, which is my grandfather who started in 1955, which uh, trains our officers, I mean, for getting into the armed forces, Army, Navy, Air Force. And... I started working there again. That's where I've been trained all my life to take over. So it was, I was born and brought up to do that part. That's where the love for the country comes because our love is from the armed forces. And this is my passion because I played football right there. Now, um, when I opened this club, Minerva Academy Football and Cricket Club, because that's where we were getting the money from, from the cricket side to put into, pump into the football side. I was able in just the very first year in 2013, we six a side club. By 2015, for the first time, we followed a professional club, 11-a-side club. The very first year, we were state champions in Chandigarh. The very first year, we got into the uh, second division of I-League as champions of Chandigarh. And that year, we had, in the second division, we had Mohammedan Sporting, we had Neroka, we had uh, Dempo, who were five-time I-League champions. And they were on their comeback trail. This is before the ISL started. This is 2015. So... When uh, we did so well, we beat everybody. We went to Mohammed, Calcutta and beat Mohammed Sporting there. It was just an unbelievable one. But it was just, again, you know, thinking that this is just going to be a very short journey. And yes, I've had it because the costs running this club are 30 to 40 lakhs a year. And where do I get the money? It's impossible. I don't know why, but right from the beginning, I said, if I have to do it right, then you have to have a residential junior academy. Otherwise, every year, I will be going and trying to buy players. And if in, so the whole aim was in 
um, when we played against, so I was not lucky enough to play that match. It was my captain, Manoj Jaki. We were playing against South Korea and we lost to them 3-2. And they went on and won their Asian school games. Uh, the difference between us and them was not much at all. And that was at the under-19 level. And then at the under-16 level, it's more equal. The difference at the, happens at the 16, 15, 16, 17 level when the difference between everybody and us becomes this much. If you go even lower to the under-14, 13, 12, we are even closer to them. So, and I saw all this happening and I knew it was possible. But at that time, I didn't have the money when I was 19. And now, I had an income of exactly what? 35, 40 lakhs, which is... And that was the income. That was not the profit. Okay. So all the income went into the club. The very first year in the under 15 academy, we won the national title. And from that very first year was the batch which had people like Narendra Gelot, Shubham Sarangi, Jackson, Anwar Ali, Vikram Pratap. I mean, you name the player he was in that batch. Then. All of them became big stars and they are currently in ISL teams. That team within three years would help me actually win the I-League. So, within uh, the 15-16, I was in runners-up of I-League. Dempo withdrew. I got in the I-League. We were ninth. The next year, we won the I-League. The year we won the I-League, we had the lowest budget in the country of 1.4 CTR. The budget of Mohan Bagan, who's one player, Sunny Node, at that time, his budget was 3.9 crores. Just one player salary. Not only did we win that, we won that year, the under-13, the under-15, the under-18, and the senior. So, we were the only club in Indian football history to hold all four titles together. And at that time, ISL was just a 40-day tournament. So, Mohan Bagan, East Bengal, all used to play in the I-League. So, while doing this, even though ultra successful because we won seven junior national titles in four years, that means under 13, under 15, 18, four times in a row, 15s, and the seniors, there was no money. Why? Because all the players I used to produce were just taken away from me by these big clubs without actually paying any money. There's nothing known as a transfer fee or what you know as uh, solidarity con- uh, uh, payments which happen everywhere else. And I was fighting for that openly. And not only that, I was fighting for a lot of reforms because when I got into the system, I saw how rotten it was and how corrupt it was. And when I say corrupt, it is blatantly, it's not even like they're so blatant about it. Though, so, the only difference is that my voice, they could not shut because my results spoke for me. Every year, in spite and despite of them being, me being the most vocal critic, and everyone knew that they could actually go on and control results. Why? Because they used to be putting referees of their types. They used to be putting bans on me, fines on me, trying to get my team out in one way or the other. In spite of that, we won those titles. So, they couldn't discount that voice. And I kept on fighting. So that is why I think then they, uh, there was this concerted effort to make sure that they start uh, this vilification campaign against me because I was the only one standing up to the ISL. So now let's come to that factor. So in 2017-18, when we won the I-League, and then I asked them, then next year they came up with this plan that the ISL is going to be replaced, uh, the I-League is going to be replaced by the ISL as a top league. And overnight, for the first time in the history of football, the top league of a country is going to be demoted for no fault of theirs, is going to be replaced by a private league, which is not owned by the federation. The Indian national team will only be selected from a private tournament. The only way you can get into that tournament, it's not a league, it's a tournament because it's a semi-final and finals. The only way you can get in there is if you pay 18 crores to a private entity. And it does not depend on your merit. You can be the best team in the country. You can beat the crap out of each ISL team. 
but you can't get there as long as you have 18 crores a year to burn not burn to pay the franchise fees and there was no way of getting up there you couldn't get you couldn't be the best in i league and get up so i said what's the point i'm already in debt of 4 crores because of my i league thing and mainly the debt was from setting up the academy which which is now glorious okay it's now known as the factory so the interesting fact we have produced more internationals than tata football academy has in 20 years and that's not a great thing to say why because tata football academy was the holy grail of india we needed 100 tata football academies not one tfa and then shutting down and then minerva and then that shutting down we need 100 places like this that means residential academies if we want to flourish not one and that's what's happening every time so since jamshedpur came in all the budget of tfa went into jamshedpur since isl started how many players has tfa produced zero okay let's get together about the whole thing about you know it's an isl thing it's not it's about that they are only caring about profits and com- commercial aspects why because if they didn't how many players has their academies produced for india in the last 7 years all of them put together how many players zero then they talk about players like nemel nemel is not there he was in a ua academy then so was sahel sahel was in a ua academy akash mishra was from a german academy he was from u dreams academy i'm talking about players which have been born and brought up in your academy and then make it to the national team zero and they were getting 2 crore rupees a year from fsdl why because it wasn't in their contract to run junior teams because of the licensing they had to and the under 13 15 18 and that is why they were asking for 2 crores and were getting 2 crores so the budget of 20 crores was being spent every year so quick question uh, could you just clarify what fsdl is for our listeners who might not know okay, so fsdl is a company which is totally 100% owned by uh, mr ambani reliance and uh, star sports in the ratio of 65 to 35 and fsdl's full form is football sports develop the, the name of the company is football sports development limited okay believe it or not but the least thing they are doing the last thing they are doing is developing football they are only developing their own pockets see big catch 22 situation in giving uh, your private your league over to a private entity yes it will be marketed well everything will be well but the first thing in their mind will never be the nation it will always be the league so you to see the 90% of the revenue from all leagues including even our own ipl is from media rights is from broadcast rights now when your broadcaster owns the league see what kind of a conflict of interest there is that means you'll never make money please understand that and who's going to make money so the league's not going to make money indian football will be big if somebody would have told uh, told you guys that the ipl will get 50000 crores 15 years ago you would have slapped him what the hell are you what are you smoking man simple why because there was not even unheard, unheard of now the biggest middle class untapped people who are left to follow the game of football is only india and this is the next big market it is going to get big it's going to get huge here so when the 50000 crores or whatever amount there is it comes into indian football it will not come into indian because when it comes into ipl it comes to bcci bcci has to spend it back into indian cricket they can't put it in their pocket whereas if it comes to a private company they have no rules or regulations which say that you have to pump that money back into indian football so you have to see that they right now the image which has been shown to everybody that is for the good of the game is for commercialization if that's was true then you would have built academies and centers of excellence all over india you would have got coaches from the best academies in the world and done it all over india 
the Reliance Youth Foundation League wouldn't be just for the five ISR teams. It would be open to the entire country because you are supposed to be developing the entire country, not just those five teams. See, the pyramid in our country, pyramid means the structure of football, which is supposed to be in any country. It should be like this pyramid, as the name suggests. In India, it's like this. Why? Because top, there are 13 teams. And then you have I-League with 11 teams. Then you have second division with eight teams. And then you have nothing. Whereas it's supposed to be like this. And there is no money trickling down at all. So I fought for this for a long time. And then when we had these rules come in that now academies have to be paid money. And when I asked for the first time transfer fees from people, people were looking at me with like, you know, I've asked for something which is so horrible. And how can you do that and types. But that's how academies will run. If academies do not make money, how will they run? It's not that I'm making any money at all. Trust me, football is not the business you get into to make money. But at least it's viable. It's getting viable. At that time, in 2019, I sold my club to Round Glass Punjab. Now, Round Glass was a company owned by a rich millionaire from, from, from the US. He wanted to give back to India. He's opened a hockey academy and a, a tennis academy and a football academy by the same name. So his aim was to get into the I-League without having to go through all the from the bottom to the top. And he had the money to do it. So he gave me a good offer. So what I sold to him was a name Punjab FC along with the players I had from 13, 15, 18 and senior. Because my infrastructure was still there. That's the factory. All I have to do is change the name and start producing again because it's, 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 it's actually a factory. It's an environment you put them into and they will progress. It's not rocket science. Football is not rocket science at all. Now, uh, within a year, I bought, so two years ago, I bought this club called Delhi FC. Again, yes, we were Delhi champions. Then we, we won the first ever National Futsal League, which they did. And we won, we were Futsal, National Futsal champions. And then we got into the Durand Cup last year. We were the quarterfinalists and we beat Kerala Blasters and we were doing drawing with Bangalore FC. And that was the first year in football. But just showing to the world that if you go through the right process and if you have invested in your youth, you can actually do this again and again and again and again because that's merit. So that was the football journey till now. Proud to say that Minerva was, when Minerva was there, we were ranked in the top 1,000 clubs of the world and the top 100 clubs of Asia. And that's where we ended. That's awesome. I think there are so many threads, I guess, Anikit, we can pick out from uh, what Ranjit has just said. But I think let's first uh, get to the main news at hand right which is which is that uh, uh, fifa the world football governing body has banned aiff citing third party influence uh, now there is a whole timeline of events that that has transpired that has led up to this point uh, i know aniket you have a whole timeline laid out which involves the supreme court the coa and the committee that was formed the advisory committee of which i think ranjit is the chairman and so on so uh, aniket let's go through the timeline briefly and then we can ask uh, i know you can ask questions based on your timeline yeah and uh, ranjit you can feel free to you know add up so as i go the town timeline any events you want to add to it so i think that will uh, hopefully convey a more structured uh, this uh, overview because uh, yeah. This is uh, an absolute, uh, what do you call, a storm. Uh, just the uh, size of this event, the number of bodies involved. So our aim is to try and explain to folks uh, why this has happened. And obviously we cannot solve it ourselves, but at least to let people be informed and let them decide what, what the right steps uh, for sport in India should be. Because I think uh, what happens here percolates to other sports, right? So it's not only about football in India, but it is about the larger sporting ecosystem. We clearly except have... Except cricket. Uh, except, yeah. No, no, no. 
actually even cricket because see he's right because what's happening here is that every second day the ceo is appointed some new sport the whole point was to why the court is now coming in is because roti kapda makan of our indians is taken care of okay now we indians can think about things like sports that's when the supreme court start coming in because they can take some more notice of what the hell is going on in the country in sports because sports has become a fiefdom of just people who there for the wrong reasons they're not there for the development of sports yep totally agree aniket right so uh, this whole uh, mess of the uh, fifa banning uh, aiff started uh, about may so may 12th was when uh, the supreme court agrees to hear the first plea from delhi fc right uh, alleging that there is illegal continuation of praful patel as the aiff president for over a decade and then uh, may oh, okay so let me no 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 so yeah. let's go back that's yeah. no okay so your timeline is to even go further back okay so what happened was in 2017 there was a petition filed even by this particular now the guy who's uh, trying to stand for president and he might be president kalyan jobe there was a petition filed by him and then there was another petition filed by bhaskar ganguly who is again ex captain of india again a goalkeeper so you'll see a common thread the ones who are filing these petitions are all goalkeepers, goalkeepers. <laughs> i am a goalkeeper so was bhaskar ganguly and so was kalyan jobe so the crazy ones okay <laughs> So this petition, which was filed in 2017, was for a different reason. Was for getting the constitution right. And then in 2019, there was a great commentator and historian called Novi Kapadia. I don't know if you've heard of Novi, sir. Past recently. So, so Novi Kapadia, and he's he's died a few months ago. He passed away. So he, along with Bhaskar Da and the Supreme Court, they had given the duty in 2017 for making the constitution of the Indian football uh, to. Uh, to these guys to not and this is not the coa this is just bhaskar ganguly and kureshi so they took around 2 years to make the constitution after asking each and every person they could in fact i helped in the conflict of interest chapter and that was what i wrote for them and then novi sir obviously wrote helped a lot so once that was given uh, what the legal bill of praful patel from 2019 to 22 was when i say praful patel it was for aiff aiff paid his legal bills was 3 crores and the only hearings which happened during those times other than 2 years of covid was how to delay that case coming up because he knew that the moment the case comes up in the supreme court he will be thrown out because he has overstayed his election see you to understand that normally what fifa does in any other country is if a president overstays his democratically elected period they send a something known as a normalization committee and they take over suspend the country take over the country get the elections done and then put them on the right track here what happened was we saw till 2021 it was one and a half years or 2022 in fact that nothing was happening and he had no intention of leaving even though at that time all the states actually got together and said we want this guy out and we want elections so i went in as a petitioner at that time with prashant bhushan because he was the guy who was maximum against the supreme court and knew that they were going to hear him and he'll be able to get a voice in because they used to hire these either harish salve or kapil sipal and you know these guys and uh, uh, and they were willing to pay because it was not there from coming from their pocket man so uh, just getting in there the very first petition and my petition was this guy is overstaying please get elections done as soon as possible and get this guy out that is my petition so the court not only when the in the very first hearing when this thing came out they heard it from that hearing in said they said okay this guy out immediately this guy out he's overstayed his petition and been there for more than 12 years we don't like all the police and on top of that a lot of mess is going on get the coa in to make the constitution which has been there with us apply it now 
and after applying this this constitution has been there for three years okay so apply it now and get elections done so when they said apply it the constitution already said the eminent players when they said apply it the constitution was made according to two things according to our our national law which is the national sports code which is it has to be based on that you cannot go against that and yes the fifa statutes now fifa has a very strange way of following whatever it wants wherever it wants for example when the european super league happened they came out with a statement along with afc uefa all these six federations confederations came up with a statement that the founding principle of fifa is sporting merit and without the founding principles of principle uh, principles of promotion and relegation our game can never be the game it is now and we truly believe that that's the way it should stay but with that statue is there in india for the last 5 years they were okay with a league happening and a league being their own league being demoted to the second division which is not even owned by them uh, the top league is not owned by the federation it's owned by a private company they were okay in that so that was not third party interference in any way when a private company outside is com- not only controlling your national league your national team and everything to do with the iff they have bought over that is not third party interference but when fifa when my petition came in supreme court acted only after 2 years of this guy illegally staying on so they were doing fifa's job for them and what did supreme court say get the elections done get these old guys out the guys who been there for more than 70 till above the age of 70 come on man the ones who don't uh, which have actual material business re- relations with the company conflict of interests galore get them out obviously see you can't ask us people say that you knew that you know fifa was going to ban you why did you do this so the kind of scams which came out within a month of the ceo taking over proved to at least non footballing world because the footballing fans are very very i hope and they only looking at their club football okay and they only want what's good for their club not looking at the larger picture once that happened you the outcry was because their footballing calendar started getting affected and that's what they could not take not looking at the fact that after 20 years what will happen footballing calendar will still be the same we only have 20 matches a year so the problems in football are so many and then you have no control over it whatsoever you've given you all your control away then the coa going in there and fighting finding that the contract is not till 2025 the contract is apparently till 2040 and they are going to pay the same money in 2040 what they will in 2010 how is that okay how can you sell away your national football everything in national football for peanuts and who are you to sell away the football because you've been given a mandate for 4 years how can you sell away my grandchildren's right to play see or do something with football so is it fair to say uh, my, just my understanding is that basically of the big nations right i'm not uh, i'm talking about arts in the indian league is one of the big private owned leagues whereas other leagues like the premier league the bundesliga and the syria uh, all of them are uh, the top leagues are actually owned directly they're by owned the by their clubs so they are owned by their clubs and the federation yes they have equal shares so the cl- so the clubs and the federation have equal shares so like in the english fa all the clubs have a share and an fa has an equal share equal to one club okay that's what their thing is because is for the clubs you making the money how will the clubs ever earn the money if the broadcaster owns the league is never going to let it up for auction is just simple logic for example in the kabaddi league it happened and ronnie shruwala who was the owner of u mumbai he went up openly against and revolted against this model all the club owners got together the same star sports who owns the league of kabaddi as well they did the same thing their alliance and they had to go for auction and star sports is now paying the kabaddi league 180 crores for 5 years 
for kabaddi so not that the money is not there it's just that obviously you will be shown that there is no money because the broadcaster wants to show you that and they want to show you that listen we are doing you a great huge favor by broadcasting football in india right and uh, just to add to this like broadcasting rights uh, are a great source of revenue for any club right we've seen football club barcelona recently uh, staking away a huge segment of their uh, broadcasting rights just so that they can sustain and sign uh, players they've got yeah, on board so uh, yeah just to after adding that so just to take off from where we were so like just like you said may 12 this supreme court petition that you guys had filed was there and then the supreme court tells there it started Yeah. So from there it started. Yeah. And they were given a date. So the FIFA people came over. The the FIFA there was a FIFA and AFC committee which came over and they gave certain demands and all the demands were followed except which said that in FIFA they do not have any tenure limits. But it's our national law that we can't have a guy who's been there for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years have no limit to staying on. You that's a dictatorship then that's not uh, a democracy at all. and the same way yeah and you can't have about people above 70 because that's the time they need to retire and go on the next yeah it reminds yeah. me of uh, seb blatter remember that guy <laughs> yeah Sorry, exactly so see that's what they want they want so uh, see understand it's a very very big people don't understand the next fifa elections are happening in 2023 okay so are the afc elections so people are just again looking at a very small rigid view that you know they think about india it's not about india praful patel is the one who's got them votes last time in the afc elections when the qatar world cup was stolen away and sold and everyone knows about that that how can a country like qatar come on guys qatar who's never done anything and win the bid over england how can you even think of the home of football okay and that's obviously has been sold out so the fifa files came out in the fifa files openly it said the maximum amount of money the bribes which were taken were either by african countries general secretaries and presidents or by south asian countries general secretaries and presidents and they named all of them in the fifa files okay this is swiss court which has taken out warrants against uh, praful patel for things which have not come out here so this is all online and anyone can go and search what i'm saying because my information is there from court records online so when these things were happening he's also a member of fifa governing council so moment he was removed by the court mr praful patel writes to fifa as a fifa governing council member he's writing to fifa saying that listen i am from india and as a pleasure and privilege to be in the governing council but please don't ban india please don't ban india i know they have done something wrong in statues they have removed me but don't ban it i know you have already banned people like pakistan kenya and all this for the same thing and i know you will never do anything different for any country and you will have to follow your own strict very statues but still i'm saying don't ban india and he went down like this in three different paragraphs urging them to ban india saying that you this is the examples you've set here 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 for the same thing you and you better bloody do this now and then he's trying to come in sorry yeah, i'm yeah. Just, i'm going to interject just to get the timeline uh, in here right so this is around may when uh, praful patel has overstayed the supreme court says yes, he's got to go remove he was got removed to... and the new body came in within 5 days in may he wrote to fifa saying our uh, 5 days after being removed okay now after that he started this campaign where he started getting all the states together and getting ret- letters written from fifa because fifa see infantino is very close to him so is uh, this sheikh salman why because uh, when he was a civil especially when sheikh salman when he was a civil aviation minister for air india that is the time air india lost the maximum number of bilateral spots to middle eastern countries and air india took a dive okay and that is the time this 
Mr. Prabhu Patel became vice president of AFC 2010-11-12. So understand this all a very big nod. That is the time he had a scam for uh, flying with the Vadhavans who are in the HDIL scam with the housing scam that HDIL this happened. In the middle of this, he had deals with Dawood Ibrahim and Iqbal Mishi, and he was living and doing property businesses with. In the same time, he also gets $250,000 tax-free from FIFA as a governing council member every year. That's his salary from there without doing anything. And he's actually writing to FIFA and telling them. Then he got another letter sent to him saying that if you don't do this, 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 we'll ban you. Now, in there, so now see, FIFA has to run by IOC rules, the Indian International Olympic Council. Like AFF has to run by their rules. So we went not to FIFA. We we saw the, the when I say we, the COAs, they saw the IOC rules. The IOC statutes say that the players can be a voting, they can have voting rights. So if anything which is in the IOC has to be acceptable to FIFA by default, because they are under that. And that's what they say, that we are either under CAS or we are under IOC. So when we did that, the alarm started ringing that you are adding players because it was taking the power away from these states. So now, why are all the states now able to, even now, Congress and BJP and everybody's come to them? Now, why is that happening? See, when the states have seen that if this happens, we'll have to be, there are 36 state associations and all states have different constitutions. There are 36 different constitutions. So AFF is supposed to be under FIFA, but none of the states are supposed to be under AFF. That was their law because st uh, sports is a state subject and you cannot interfere. So what we did was put the National Sports Code in the Constitution itself, that you have to follow this now. And that's the problem. They would have had to have an audit. They would have had to have the under 13, 15, 18 Boys and Girls League and the Senior League. They would have had to participate in all national competitions. And if they don't, within a year, they're out. And we give it to another body who's willing to do the same. And they cannot have anybody more than 70. They cannot have more than, more than 12 years. You cannot give it to your mama, chacha, taya, and like they've been doing for donkey's years. So the, all those things have been put in and the opposition was so vehement that they gave up all rivalries formed over the last 85 years for the first time actually came up with a unanimous candidate. Now, the big thing is, the best thing is that for the first time in the history of 85 years, both the presidential candidates are from outside the executive committee members. Otherwise, one rule used to be that you have to be in the executive committee of AIFF for a minimum of four years, then you can stand for election. That means they, the ones they don't want to make president, they just make sure they didn't get into the EC. Simple. And this was happening all over India. So like a state like the uh, UP, which is the largest population in India, is equal to um, US or almost equal to US or Europe or whatever. They have not produced any players. Why? Not because they don't have players, because there's no league which has happened in the last 20 years. There. And this, out of 34 state associations, 28 have general secretaries or presidents who've been there for more than 25 years. So if they were doing something right, trust me, India would be at a better position. It's because all 28 of them are the same guys we are trying to get out. India's like this because they are there just for making money. The amount of blatant corruption, okay, like for example, the treasurer of AIFF, no, sorry, yeah, the treasurer of AIFF was the president of Jammu Kashmir Football Association. He was a treasurer when Prapul Patel was the president for over 12 years. And what has he been arrested by CBI for a month and a half back? For doing a biryani scam in Jammu and Kashmir. So out of 50 lakh budget he got from the government of Jammu and Kashmir, he showed bills of 43 lakhs of giving biryani to boys, which was non-existent biryani, which he thought of in his mind. And he gave a bill of 5 lakhs for photostat from a 
shop which did not exist. Now he's been arrested by the CBI for fudging. And he was a treasurer of Indian football. So this was the depth and uh, disgusting shit we were into. When I say disgusting, that where comes the molestation and everything else which is happening to our girls. And these guys were letting it happen because even at the topmost level, the same thing was happening. So now, it's, uh, go ahead, Gautam. Yeah. No, yeah. So, uh, just the uh, the you briefly spoke about the uh, I think it was it a panel of three people who from FIFA who came and uh, investigated, so to speak, in India. Five. Five. There were okay. Three from three from FIFA and two from AFC. Even the AFC Secretary General, who was uh, Dato Vinza John, even he came himself. Okay. And um, they, yeah, so, yeah. So they met with also uh, the sports minister, right? So Anurag. They met with everybody. They met the with. So they met with all the stakeholders. They met with ISL clubs, I-League clubs, different meetings. They met with um, the COA. They met with the states. And they met with the sports minister. So this is happening around uh, June, right? So the timeline yes. here is now, this is happening around June. In May, Praful Patel was told to leave. A COA was formed. And then the COA forms an advisory committee. So I think which you were uh, chairing. Uh, so I was made the chairman of the committee, but it was disbanding today the fifa was there there at that time yeah and they really objected to me coming in because that objection was again put by profil patel because the very first day when i had come i had got that uh, astrology scam and the the arrows football scam is another scam which is going to be coming over deloitte uh, out into the public within a day and i am not a, i'm a, i'm a layman i'm not good in accounts at all man i'm like crap okay i've been numbers but it was so blatant you could see it and when there's a company called Astro something, the first thing you see is maybe it's an Astro Turf company or Turf company. And then you go ahead and see it's an astrology company and then you're just blown back. <laughs> it's surprising how creative uh, our uh, people get to scam rather than actually do work, no, right? No, so... no, they're not creative. How is this creative? Creative is something which you don't come to know about. But when you hire an astrologer from an astrology company and the name of the company is Nyasa Astrology Company, <laughs> it's not creative at all. It's being stupid no. and... So I, no, I was being sarcastic. Uh, in what I meant was uh, uh, the way to earn revenue, right? The way to create uh, streams to of find revenue. Another, another, another head to put it under. Yes. Yeah. Put it so that way, rather than under. using these ideas to do a good job at the task you're assigned, uh, you're doing everything except the task that you're assigned. So it seems, at least from a distance, it seems like that. And uh, so just coming see, back to see, this, see, I the whole thing was every step of the way, I wanted to do stuff. What was to not only, I'm talking about before May 2021, to discredit AIFF. And when I say discredit AIFF, not in just words, but by accident, by showing them what you can't do as a national federation, I have been single-handedly been able to do. All your academies put together have not even been able to produce the number of plays my little academy in North India has been able to do. That's something I must be doing right. Learn from me. And I'm, I'm saying it's not rocket science and I don't have money. That means you can actually replicate it all over India. So they never did that. So what I did, I knew that I was going to have opposition because of the kind of radical ideas I had. Radical ideas means the idea is not radical in the world. Okay, In the world, they are set standard practices. In India, they are radical because of the, they've never been done before. So the whole point was to start at the age of six, seven, eight. Unless you start there, you will never make. If you give if people talk about talent, you give Messi the ball at the first time at the age of when he's 40, he's never going to be Messi. Simple as that. He was Messi because he was playing with the ball from a structured way from the age of five every single day, morning, evening. Now, in India, has anyone tried that ever? No, I did. I did it for three years. This is my third year now. So what did happen in those three years? Last year, we went to this Meena Cup, which was in Dubai. 
and Amina Cup was a competition for all academies. So Wolves came from the England, and we had Strumgrass from Austria. We had Reliance Foundation from India, and Tanzania's uh, champion, SAF Caps champions were there, and we were there, and we beat Barcelona five nil, my under twelve boys, and we drew with Man City. So see, it's it was just about because these boys again same thing about the record. Believe in yourself. If you put our under 16s against Barcelona, they've lost the match before they've even entered because they think that we are so inferior. These under 12 boys didn't have any idea who Barcelona was, and they were already made to feel that you're the World Cup batch and you're going to beat them and you're going to thrash them and you're going to do this and you're going to win the tournament. Made to believe from day one, they were they have been born and brought up in that way that this is the World Cup batch. You're going to take India to the World Cup. So anything else is smaller. So they used to, so one week before that. My under 11s had this practice tournament, and we had all these teams together. And the Indian main Indian Navy team, which is playing in the Durand Cup right now, they were staying at our campus because we are an armed forces campus, and we were helping them train. So we had a seven-a-side tournament, and the Navy team is, is online. By the way, you can go and see it. My under 12 boys played my Navy team, and they beat them two-one. And the Navy boys were just looking at what's just hit them again because from day one, I've been playing my under 11s and 12s against the under 18s and my seniors. So the only rule is that you can't touch them. And you can't push them, and they play with one person more than the ones who are you have. So they get an overload basically everywhere, and they are in you know they're passing it out. So it's so much possible. In fact, if you put the right people in charge, Indian football can be a powerhouse within ten years or twelve years in Asia, and within twenty years in the world. And if anybody tells you any different of a shorter timeline, they they don't know what they're talking about. Because a footballer is never pretty padded at 16 into a striker. You made into that during a process. It's very interesting you say this because I'm going to self plug. Uh, so we had Bajang Bhutia on this same podcast a couple of uh, weeks back. Uh, so he mentioned very similar things about you know catching them young and playing more sport. And uh, that I mean it's it's it seems obvious because this is uh, and like I said this problem is uh, not unique to us because you can see UEFA you can see uh, South America you can see all these leagues are flourishing because they are doing something right and I think uh, it is time we start learning from their failures and their successes rather than uh, in 2022 trying to start with these uh, weird notions of giving our leagues to private uh, uh, entities and stuff like that but uh, this is a side track so let's come back again to uh, the timeline so in june this seven member uh, delegation comes fifa afc they meet uh, and then uh, basically they meet also the sports minister like you said anurag thakur there's a whole delegate they meet all the stakeholders in this and after that uh, what actually happens is the uh, the uh, constitution right so is uh, is given direction to be up, uh, approved by july 31st and then we have also dates coming out for elections which is september 15th if i'm not uh, wrong no no it was supposed to be august uh, 28th okay see this is the original timeline and then they took it back yeah, and right. they said we'll have it faster we'll have it quicker we'll even make it quicker right and the original date said 28th august the elections will be over right and in the early july uh, the coa meets with the state Association committee, right? So uh, I think there's a seven-member state association committee that's uh, formed. Supposed to and... be representing them, but they even the, that committee members used to come and fight amongst each other. Like Shaji used to go and say <laughs> things like politicians should not be allowed, and the politician next to him and say, "Hey, kya baat kar raha? What are you talking about? I'm sitting right here. What do you mean I'm not allowed?" So <laughs> you know, having this there right in front of the CEO. Yeah. So, so, so the uh, the thing to the state the state affairs were asked by the CEO. Then okay, fine. Uh, you have forty-four demands. List they had given a list of forty-four demands. He says, "I'm uh, just want to know out of you seven, 
how many have played football so none of them could actually put up their hand and say that yes i have so that brought them down a notch then they are <laughs> the next question they ask out of these 44 demands is there even one demand for the betterment of the actual game and they could even come up with one that and this is the state association you are talking yes, about yes, right yes yeah. all 44 per जो हमने एग्जीक्यूटिव कमेटी ट्वेल्व की बनाई है आई वॉन्ट ट्वेंटी टू बाई बिकॉज यू नो वी नीड मोर रिप्रेजेंटेशन यूर बड़ी इंटायर साइज इज थर्टी सिक्स but why do you want it it looks nice you know we look nice to having vice president next to okay then so we want to be president of our state and president here means i don't want to resign for being president of mumbai while i'm president of india so how can you be chief minister of punjab and the prime minister of india if you are elected as prime minister of india you have to leave the chief minister of being of punjab i mean how is that um, you know asking for something that's just logic that's one of the demands no we can't give audits why you taking money from the government why can't you give audits no because it's not in our constitution uh, okay then <laughs> we don't want any players in but why the game say in a doctors association there are no lawyers in a lawyers association there are no teachers but in a footballers association there are no footballers why okay <laughs> so see one by one the demands which were offered i mean asked for also personal in nature personal means to gratify themselves in some manner of getting power or position it's exerting influence that's pretty yeah. much it and that's all they wanted and still that's all they want so unless so the rot is not at the top the rot is right at the bottom so unless the guys at the bottom change you can ask any footballer who's played in india because they've not come straight into the international level they've all come through the ranks what have you ever faced this kind of discrimination problem corruption all of them will say yes oh my god i'm just lucky that i made it i know of at least 100 people with me who were better than me who didn't make it every footballer you ask will say there at least 20 footballers who were better than me who didn't make it because the system fucked them so was it a i guess was it i'm assuming it was not a big surprise for you then uh, when the state associations expressed their unhappiness once the final draft came out on oh, july 18th no no not at all see we had to go according to the national sports code anything against the see sports code is a law now if we in the sports code it says you cannot have more than 14 if we give you more than 14 then we are telling the we are the ones changing that law okay the uh, the coa very clearly said that we will do everything according to the fifa statutes and the statutes and wherever fifa statutes we don't listen to we'll make sure it's ioc statutes because fifa has to be under them now it's a very sad commentary on india the sovereignty of india that fifa is under the high courts of lausanne lausanne is a district or a city or a state or whatever in switzerland so if fifa are under their jurisdiction and fifa is telling our supreme court what to do that means supreme court is under the jurisdiction of a high court of lausanne that's what's happening because what's going to happen now the same law the same precedent anything which happens in supreme court is a precedent okay you can use that to go anywhere and get your point means get actually things in the high court also so now people like narendra batra or other people in cricket or people who been taken out from other sports will just come back in using the same ruling so this cannot be allowed and i'm not saying that this people, uh, the supreme court themselves are going to make sure that this is not going to be allowed it's for the good of the game and i do not believe that the archaic rules of fifa should apply i think fifa should change now it's time enough that they change 
yeah and to your point also ranjit uh, there's uh, to but just the confrontation i wouldn't say confrontation but a clash between uh, supreme court and fifa was when uh, the supreme court did direct the aff to hold elections immediately and also it also directed them to to have what 50% eminent player representation as opposed to what yes. fifa recommended yes. of 25% so 25% so see so yeah. see how the statutes are uh, moldable from giving a letter that you cannot have any player representation is against our statutes then trying to bargain with india and saying okay 25% de do and and 25% you know the reasoning they gave because you know you can't take away all the power from the states why do you want to give power to the states okay they said we can't have individual members so the supreme court made very sure that they were not individual members there were going to be player commissions formed in every state every state the players were going to vote and one player was going to represent all those players of that state to come up it was not going to be just that eminent player put in this was done by the supreme court in a hurry because they wanted the world cup to happen and they wanted to get the elections done fast while doing that that is where they overstepped it in a way which i also feel because the ideas and the thoughts were very noble but the way of doing it for saving time was wrong because then you were making sure that you are having individual members my idea was always the player commission of india and states and everybody wants to get their player representatives so uh, just so first time this... we got somebody like a see baiching bhutia came coming out and saying for the first time in the history people are listening to us for the first, see the great thing which have come out for the first time in india football has been covered in all the national media in newspapers in tv debates it never happened before for the first time in the history of indian football and it's come because in world football people are started talking about the fact that don't you think players why are players actually not there why is this happening what is the meaning of fifa saying players not there what is this meaning of this so people are not finding it right what is the big problem of whatever mechanism you want to get you get them in you tell us what mechanism you want to get it in but you can't say blanket ban on players you cannot have players in you can't say that they are saying let them come in through elections state affairs will never let them come in through elections they never used to let even anyone in the executive committee come in to become president that was the whole way of holding on and how did state affairs hold on to power by not letting new clubs come in why because that club would get a voting right and they would spoil their old quorum what has happened to all their friends so gautam and aniket and me ranjit we opened chandigarh football association just giving names okay this is not real okay so chandigarh football association in 1965 so all three of us for first wait for 10 15 years oh we had clubs but then we got bored man and then all three of us got old and we got our own jobs and we don't give a fuck about cfa anymore but our clubs still exist and the, the president who's there is still our friend and all we do is go once a year and vote for him and our clubs still right still stand and he does not let any new clubs come in so is there any actual football happening in chandigarh no but on paper yes so how where is the football going to happen that's what's happening over in so just to uh, like break this down a little bit more right so this uh there was a 36 member executive committee uh which this uh, so just to explain to us what this uh, state association is where do they come in and then what okay. the players in the electoral college are like how did wh- what is the role of these two bodies here no 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 so this is what uh, was earlier there was one vote for every state and all states used to come in and vote for the president and for the other posts for the five vice presidents for the so many executive committee members this is at aiff level is that correct? now yes aiff level now in the states every state had its own constitution yes there were elections happening what this constitution has done by the way the new elections are happening according to the new constitution 
with some changes okay so that your um, state has to be membered as a member of the, under the societies act that means it has to be a registered society so now what that does is that you come under the societies ro that guy is checking on you every single year plus you have to file your audit plus you can't take any money out of society you have to have very strict uh, financial regulation and it can be looked over any time plus the constitution has to be approved by this you can't just make your somebody a president for lifetime and my son president for lifetime as well or whatever you know you can't just have your own rules so each state used to is supposed to have that each member of that state suppose now in a in in a city like mumbai or calcutta the voting members are clubs okay whereas in a state the voting members are district football associations now they have to also be there on paper that means on societies and actually working on the ground and each of their member clubs so in districts the clubs are the voting members in big states whereas in a city like agra then you just have this directly the clubs but in a state like goa the clubs are the ones who are voting members so it's different in every state it depends on that state and that's the whole problem there is no one constitution but at least now with this constitution the basic rules ke you have to be under 70 you cannot be there for more than 12 years and all those basic rules which are common sense rules come into play this and all the rules which are there have been accepted by all other sports bodies in fact the fih the federation of international hockey they came there with the coa and they said that the high court and the supreme court of india we respect it a lot and whatever they say will be for the good of the game so see when you call supreme court third party that's a very very horrible and a big statement to make it's not interference the court never interferes the court intervenes and it intervenes in public interest especially the highest court of our land does not come in and take notice of things which are not going wrong if fifa had come in in 2020 and said okay praful patel get out we get a new election this would have never happened so this i would actually blame this right at fifa's doorstep that they should have done this much earlier in 2020 but they couldn't why because it was one of his own powerful bodies now in the elections like you were saying the aff constitution now in this for this election will have six co-opted players now what does that mean co-opted players means according to the uh, eminent player list the first four male and the first two female so that's probably i think bem bem devi is going to be there and on the male side you'll have vijayan there and you'll have bhutia there and then you know going down should be really somebody like that you know the greats eminent players there so now, this is by the international caps right so they are ordered uh, based on the international caps they play for the yes, country yes. see now where that is a big problem is because earlier the international caps used to only go to probably four states that was maharashtra and bengal and manipur and probably kerala or something like that i'm just giving you example that you know it used to go to three or four states and when that happened in the seminal list with this player list which came up from the that was a huge problem because you had 10 players in the males list from bengal and 10 players in the females list from manipur so that became an entire voting block and that negated the entire democratic process of having people from just one side taking over the entire federation so the instead of the number of matches what i think should be it should be anyone who's played internationals and he's selected by the players elected by the players because it's an elected position it should not be according to your number of international once you're an international you're an international trust me if you played one international also you probably played 100 or 200 or 500 matches for your states run uh, your states and your for i league or for isl durand cup whatever man you reach there after a long long way of going up 
and yes you stay there if you are become an eminent player but there are some states which have only players who play two internationals three internationals four internationals you can't discount them out so rather have them and not have anyone else that's why the bar of standard was set at one international not because of anything else because there are some states who have gone unrepresented so if from every state you have one player representing all the players or and you have if you don't want to have one player you can have one player and one club vote from all the clubs and then you can have one state vote even have three votes from each state to make it actually representative of all the real stakeholders see the real stoke stakeholders everywhere other players and the clubs there is there is no one else those are the people who are responsible for keeping the game alive only the players and the clubs there is no third party everything is there because of the clubs and the players simple right and so again just to clarify so currently uh, what the pro- proposal is is to have a 36 member uh, executive committee which is run by the states no, no, 22. 22 22 okay all right the general body is 36 okay all right the 22 member executive committee usme se you've got 23 sorry you've got six players i see okay and four male two female and they are co-opted according to the list the 17 members are elected are elected as executive committee members then in in that you also have one president one vice president then you have a treasurer and i think you have an assistant secretary also something like that i see so while all this is happening uh, un- on the 6th august right so unfortunately uh, that's when the first threat comes from fifa to actually uh, ban uh, aiff which would directly uh, affect india in the stake of india because the women's under 17 world cup is uh, coming up so that is the ace they had up their sleeve the ace they had up their sleeve was the fifa world cup happening trust me guys if the fifa world cup was not here guaranteed this ban would have gone on because the supreme court wouldn't have bent because it actually meant for the first time supreme court reversing its mandate and going back on its order and doing that on an international stage please understand what's happened here we have been made to take back the order in an international stage now all countries abroad and all other sporting organizations and all other companies know that you can actually threaten india why don't you why you know why is there a policy not to deal with terrorist demands because of that because you once you listen then every terrorist knows that all i have to do is put a gun to your head and you will bend and cow down now i'm not saying that you know you india and you try to be nationalist and say oh my god we are india we are this no the point is that your national law has to take precedence over any sporting body's law and if your national law according to it makes common sense suppose a sporting body tomorrow fifa changes its laws and says that we will only have people who are above 90 i how how can we be okay with that their laws may say anything but we talk about common sense they are there because of the corruption cases against them now the when the letter came from fifa that we you know we might ban you immediately a audio tape leaked the audio tape was purportedly a meeting between uh, praful patel and all the 35 state fas where he is heard telling the state fas that listen i am the one who sitting there and getting these letters sent you better understand it this is to help you guys now this letter which i have got sent to for the threatened threat of fifa take this letter to uh, the supreme court file a petition there say that this has been sent and we'll get a ban unless and until you throw all the players out understand guys if the players come in we will lose all our power this is to protect your power he said it in those words 
the transcript was made and a contempt of court was filed against these guys that you are actually conspiring against india man and then we came to know immediately when we filed the contempt of court two days after that india was banned three days after that now what we came to know india was banned unanimously by the governing council now what a unanimous vote means is that no one objected and this guy was right there can you believe that an indian is sitting there because he's an indian is there because of aiff and his country is getting banned and he doesn't say anything so he just why didn't he resign till now in protest and disgust of how dare fifa ban india or at least say something when fifa banned india say that don't ban india why are you banning india this is wrong the elections see the reason they used in the the fifa's uh, when the fifa ban came out so fifa took out a press release it's on fifa's website second paragraph said that fifa's uh, banning india and the only way to get this ban out is to repeal the ban of the coa and to hand over the charge to the existing aff administration and to get the elections done so where were we at that time we were 6 days away from elections happening so coa mandate people don't understand or had already ended when once the constitution was given to the supreme court and the ro ro is the returning officer of the elections is appointed the coa doesn't have any mandate anymore they are out those three people were out the day the returning officer was appointed because then this is the job of the ro to come and file this so now when the court came to know that this kind of shit is happening and the people are our own people are trying to subvert they took it very seriously but at the same time the government was the one who supported the idea of players coming the government was the one who made the sports code law and then the government is the one who this time went said okay leave it let's just listen to fifa because the world cup is on now in a very veiled way they said it very openly that let the world cup be over in october and we'll take up this contempt of court petition again Yeah, and just to give a timeline to this, so on the tenth of August, the COA filed the uh, contempt of court against uh, Praful Patel and uh, his uh, folks, for a lack of better word, the other people uh, that he uh, spoke to. So uh, this was on the August tenth, and like you said, uh, the fifteenth, FIFA holds its ground, and sixteenth, uh, six days after, is the actual ba- suspension of the AIFF that uh, actually comes into play from FIFA. and then uh, obviously uh, everyone's on panic stations and then what you said happened right basically the government also put in a plea to the supreme court to say that okay let's listen to fifa let's agree to uh, their mandates and then uh, basically i think this like you said rightly is because to enable the under 17 world cup to go through because see not only that why it was so to enable that because sg and even our lawyers all the lawyers and my enemies my prashant bhushan and even rahul mera who was the guy who's the activist who's got all the sports reforms started and done um kind of kept quiet because they said okay fine let the fifa world cup happen because it's not a thing which is going to keep happening hanging over our head this is the ace of this league this is a threat they can pull off and they've used the chat they've used that card and doesn't matter so either we'll have to stand up and you know we prove and say okay fine go take your world cup up yaar we don't care but we at the end of the day we do care the only way currently unfortunately india is ever going to get near a world cup is if we host it yeah and okay. and we, i and i must state this that it is actually a wonderful opportunity for the women and the girls who are going to play they need opportunities oh, like a, this it's a big um, 
it's a big boost i'll tell you for a fact and you can now um this can be taken down as a you know quote when you know i uh, today is the day i've said it the indian women's team will reach the world cup much before the indian men's team will i guarantee it so we need to support the women's even more than the men if that is possible why because our chances of having world success are much more for example our women's player are the best women's players are already playing in the best european champions league clubs there are two or three women who are playing in european clubs so the standard we want to set for our men are already being achieved by the women i mean the ranking is also in 50s or 40s so the way they have to travel is much further so see the revolution has to come somewhere or the other doesn't matter even if the men have to be shamed into it doesn't matter that's the way it takes if that's what it takes because trust me the women will get there before and this will can be a huge fill up because um till now aiff has done whatever it can to make sure the indian women do not come up in fact they've gone the opposite way around they have made sure there's no women's committee they made sure there are no women's funds everything this women's league which started started after the clubs and the women in india pushing aiff for so long and just because isl was not interested in it they were not interested in it and there was no money in it so they were didn't want to do it that's where a national federation comes in national federation has to make sure that the money is not the factor which they look in when they have to develop and promote sports and now with women coming up all over the world look at the us women man look at how good just i mean look at the difference between i'm not talking game standard i'm talking about mentality of the people there in the us and how they treat their female counterparts compared to how in india it's done is a joke so uh yeah absolutely i think uh, they fifa had the their race up the sleeve and that they did play that and and i think for uh, you know for big picture the, given the uh, overwhelming benefits of the world cup to be hosted in india i think they had to kind of make yeah, everyone was agreement there yeah, that we yeah. want the world cup nobody yes. want nobody wanted to say that you know we everybody was actually working towards that bending over backward in fact the supreme court was bending over backwards to make sure it was happening government was bending over the ceo was doing it everyone wanted it and unfortunately except praful patel and the states everybody else were on the same page same page yeah so uh, after that um, we will move on to the 19th of august where uh, uh, seven names were nominated for the aff president's post i think that includes uh, uh, bhai chung bhutia and you, you, the aforementioned kalyan chobe valanka alamao let's not even yeah, discuss bro. those names bhai because sure. see what happened was because that was again overruled and then that was the time when the players were still supposed to be there now because then the supreme court removed all the players so all the people who were nominated or seconded proposed or seconded by players went out and they had to be renominated what happened the second time was so interesting that all the states got together and even the rivals that means the ones who were uh, political rivals and even rivals on the um football association stage or whatever you call it joined hands um and came out with a joint candidate in kalyan chobe but the interesting thing is at least he's a football player as well at least he knows football i mean he knows the game same way we had a great legend standing up and saying that you know football players have finally been given a voice and 
all players in India loved the idea because they were given a voice for the first time. See, in a, I have an armed forces academy that means the Army, Navy, Air Force, you know. So there's a big uh, quote which we have put up on the wall, which says that the, the chances of this generation joining the armed forces directly and proportionately depends on how the last and previous generation and war, ex-war heroes were treated by the last generation. When I see that uh, these days, I'm, I'm talking about a normal father or a mother, that if, if my kid is into sports and he's into football, and at the same time, I can just switch him over to cricket with just a little nudge, because I can see a cricketer who's playing in the Ranji Trophy or under 22 or under 19 also is making enough money for his household. Whereas a guy who's played for India for over 100 internationals is still living in, uh, I'm not talking about, I'm just saying, giving an example, like still living in a life which is not even a legend's life and no one's even talking about him, no one cares about him, no one gives two rat suits up. The moment he retires, his life is over. So the only way of doing it is by showing respect. And the only way these guys will ever be shown respect is if you give them power. And then they say, why can't the argument on the other side is, okay, why can't you, which means to say football players can't be corrupt. Yes, obviously they can be corrupt. Everybody can be corrupt. But understand that somebody who's got nothing to do with the game and he's coming into the association only for running the association is not the right person for it. If you've got a guy who's a sports administrator, different job, professional, brilliant. If you've got a guy who's coming in uh, because he's an ex-footballer, at least he's starting from a little higher level from the base. He knows the problems of a footballer. And suppose I'm a legend and I played 100 matches for India. I'm known throughout my country. Okay. And everybody respects me and loves me. I know if I do corruption and that thing comes out, all I've earned in my 35, 40 years career will go down the drain like that. Like that. Because I have a reputation to keep. I'm here because of my reputation. I'm a legend, like they say, because of my reputation. You think legends will let go of their reputation like that for scams, for biryani scams, or for astrologers? No, they will never. And if they do, serves them right. They've just lost, lost their legendary status. What do these crooks lose? First, they do HDIS scam, then they do Air India scam, then they do Badwan scam, then they do Iqbal Mirchi scam, and then they do football scam. And they're still there. Because that's their job. No, it's, it's interesting you uh, made the connection to the armed forces. So, just for background, my father was in the Indian Navy. He's uh, he, he was serving officer there. So I totally associated what you said is how you it's how you treat your veterans is uh, going to tell you how you how your future generations are going to turn out to be. And that's a very uh, quote that's very close to my heart. And uh, I think uh, so finally, the last step this on August 22nd, this is the update we have, right? The Supreme Court issues a series of dire uh, directives, one that AIFF must be run by the Secretary General for the foreseeable future and COA would cease to exist. So the, so the second part of that press release, which I said, it has to be AFF administration, immediately, thank God for it, Supreme Court put its foot down. So the message sent by SG, uh, Solicitor General Dushar Mehta, to the AFF, to the FIFA was, that we are going to listen to everything you're saying. But if you insist on this part, 
that it will be handed over to the same people, we will put our foot down and we will take serious action. That means they wanted Prapul Patel to come back along with the ones we've got thrown out for corruption cases, Kushal Das and all the party to come back into power and get the elections done. And that was the entire basis the Supreme Court put this foot down. That, that they did not allow. So AFF administration, this Sunando Thar, who was the acting general secretary, was appointed by the CEOA itself. And he was appointed and he was also approved by the state member FAs and approved by FIFA. So that is the guy who they've handed over this till the new elections are done. But apparently, or not apparently, rightly, he doesn't have any role. His role is zero. Why? Because same way COA's role was zero. The role is all of the RO. So once the election procedure starts, only the returning officer or the ARO, the assistant returning officer, can get in and do anything, take nominations, reject nominations, file for nomination, or do anything to do with elections. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. Yes, day-to-day -day affairs were already being run by AFF people. Even before when the COA came in, you think the COA is going and making selections of national teams or doing all that shit. No, man, people were running the same thing. What were they doing? They were making sure the payments which were being made, na, they were being made after proper check. That is how they came to know of all the scams. Because they actually tried to pass off the bills when the CEO is sitting there with the astrology thing. This final payment. This final payment. astrology company. What? That's how the scam. So, uh, yeah, so this is the first part. Then the, the other director that came out was uh, the executive committee shall consist of 23 members, right? You, we've already spoken about this. 17 will include uh, treasurers, elect, will be elected by the Electoral College of 36. And six members drawn from eminent players, like you already mentioned. Four so 36 may say, go, go, hata, states go, because of existing current uh, cases against the state and not having elections. I think one was uh, Jammu and Kashmir and I think one was Tamil Nadu or somebody like that. So they're 34. So out of 34, 22 will be executive committee. But one in two, 17, because five or six are made. So one in two states will be in the executive committee. Okay, go on now. And then there'll be six eminent players. Four, mm -hmm. like you said, will be represented for men and two for women. And uh, this uh, criteria is based on internationals, like you said. So there'll be descending order of players, depending on the caps you have. And then uh, you go along the list uh, like that. And then the last one is the which we spoke early on is the election is due on the 28th of August, right? And should be deferred by a week to adjust for all these changes. So 5th September is apparently the date which is going to have the elections and also the counting and results. And uh, so uh, the only thing that comes to my mind is the perfect time to fix yourself is the perfect disaster. And it seems like uh, AIFF and Football India have hit the perfect disaster that can happen and we hope we use this. There's no better opportunity than a disaster. So we hope we use this opportunity to reform ourselves. Uh, and see, uh, see, I totally agree. You can't see. There's a, you hit rock bottom, na. Once you hit rock bottom, you can get up. So I think I, I really hope. I really hope our rock bottom has come, and we cannot go worse than this. See, uh, the whole point was um, people coming in, interfering. COA, Supreme Court, me as a petitioner. You know, these things are happening because things are not right now. There is something wrong. That is why people are trying to come together, make changes. If things are going well, if we saw our rankings going up, we were in contention with the World Cup. And see, we are not asking for the world. Why? Because in, in all other sports, in all other sports, Indians are now in the top 10 or world beaters. You name the sport, we are doing well in it. 
there's no sport where you can say oh indians can't do well in this and they used to be 10 years ago we say ki is sport mein to hum kabhi kuch kar hi nahi sakte there is no sport left like that except football so bloody hell man if a country like vietnam who 10 years ago we beat 3-1 is now was in the last spot of getting to the world cup and guaranteed vietnam next time will qualify why because they invested in the youth we could have done it we have a we are a giant and we've got the genes to be the best in the world in sports like boxing wrestling weightlifting so stamina and power are not the things we are lacking in if we can do it in hockey in team games we can beat countries which play well in football so spain hockey germany hockey england hockey new zealand australia south korea japan how can you thrust them in hockey and then be so far back in football so it's not um then and then we don't have the money no brazil doesn't have the money so so these uh, not enough people play football in india what the hell are you talking about the iceland the 3 lakh people total population 3 lakh diwali ke mele pe hote hain that's my famous i love saying that again and again it's true so it's just here and it's here it starts with the belief in yourself and again belief in yourself and not just you know dreaming dreaming big working towards it every single day hard work towards it and you will achieve your dream it's not rocket science it's just yes and employing the best practices in the world we are so indians are the best by the way you go any premier league club the all the analysts all the it staff will be indian so our brains are the best that's what you're saying but our bodies are shit is that what you're trying to say 90% of the game is here i'm not kidding if i've got footballers and if a guy is physically stronger and mentally stronger i'll take the mentally stronger guy any day any single day and we indians can do it but we need right leadership and we need right support so hopefully with this thing coming in but by the way I, people are not realizing it in the october moment the world cup is over this will be heard again and then maybe the changes come which we are desirous of as long as um, these guys don't screw up and these guys do a good job all for it see hope hope is what keeps us alive if we can if, if we don't have hope and it's just not hoping is working towards our hope every single day morning till night and i'm doing that every day in my academy so all these people keep on saying world cup world cup world cup i am doing it every single day getting these boys up ages of 6 to 8 and you know in 10 15 years if you're not there we'll be somewhere nearby aim for the sun you'll hit the stars man aim for the top of the tree and never get off the ground simple Reminds me of that uh, quote from Shawshank Redemption, which says, "Hope is a good thing. Uh, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. So, hope is always a good thing." Uh, this is uh, again, uh, like you said, we are going to. Ha- this is not the last time. At least we here at News Laundry have this conversation, right? So, we, it was extremely fascinating. And uh, just to give a little background, the whole reason of this podcast coming to existence. was to talk about the sporting ecosystem in india right so we always have at least in my experience it's been about the athletes who won and then we bring them back home and we celebrate them like heroes but it's seldom that a conversation is spoken to about people who are administrating who are journalists there's a full back end there's physios there is uh, you know a backroom staff there's a, a group that helps these athletes success get successful journalists are included in that by the way anike you so right and that's what we keep on forgetting we keep on trying to develop only footballers unless we develop each and every position along with i'm talking about biomechanic experts i'm talking about hydrotherapists massage therapists analysts football commentators 
uh, even the guys who are the media guys who do with football, we have to develop the entire coterie because development cannot be single-handedly of one thing. The entire ecosystem, like you said, ecosystem, the ecosystem. Tom Byer says, um, culture eats talent for breakfast every single day. And uh, it's fascinating you say this because uh, our goal with this podcast is to start a conversation, right? To talk about these things. So at least from our side, we definitely will come back. And this was a fascinating conversation. I think we can go on for about a couple of hours because there's just so many threads to pull here. And we hope to have you back again uh, when the dust settles down. Hopefully you had a good time as well. Gautam, do you want to add something? Nothing more to add other than to say that thank you so much for coming on, Ranjit. But I think we should end on a bit of a lighter note because I think we spoke a lot of technical legalese and rules and okay. all of that. But Good news to come out of Indian football in the last one year. Yeah. For the first time in our history, uh, two boys have been ranked in the top 60 Guardians list. So this list comes out by the Guardian newspaper and they, robbed, uh, they ranked the top 60 talents of under 16. So last, last year was Himanshu Jangra and this year was Bikash Shumna. And the same list where people like Messi and Haaland have been there on that list when they were 16. So we are going to get there, guys. We're going to get there in our lifetime. Don't worry. There you go. You know, uh, 2026 is uh, uh, when the World Cup is happening in the US. Uh, I know it's probably a little bit of a pipe dream for now to see India there. I know it's too hard, but man, wouldn't that be great? But then, you know, as you said, we, we are things are looking up. It's yeah. not as if there is no ray of shun- sunshine. We do have a ray Ooh. of sunshine. So there, there are more than one. Uh, but yeah, uh, let, let's leave on some predictions, Ranjit. I know you probably follow the Premier League and the La League and all of that stuff. Do you have any big picture predictions for the season? Uh, the Premier League is turned upside down. Normally, it used to be Arsenal at the bottom, right in the beginning of the table. Yeah, it's in weird. The the season. <laughs> but and uh, Arsenal is the club which, see, I was in 98,000, I was in England, and that was the club which I used to be yeah. interning in there, and it's invincible. So I really hope Arsenal pull off a victory. But uh, I don't think Man City, Man City will be taken, especially with getting up and the, all these years saying that they don't have a striker, they don't have a striker, and they've been doing this. Now they've got Haaland, man. I don't <laughs> think we can go wrong there. So, yeah. uh, and one more thing. So, do you have any recommendations for our listeners to enrich their lives? It's anything. It could be a book. It could be a movie. Just to so that they learn something and they enrich anything about your uh, what do you want, whatever you want to recommend. Feel free. See, um, I would just. See, I wouldn't recommend, I would just say that even if you want to be world champion, your only competition is you. You have to be better than what you were yesterday. And that just goes, and I'm not just saying that, if you want to be the fastest man in the world, you don't go for 9.58 tomorrow. You first time yourself, and then you better that time every single day by this much. And if you are better than what you were yesterday every single day, one day you will beat Usain Bolt. So always... Remember, your only competition is you. The only person you can't lie to is yourself. And that's why you compete with yourself every day. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, Anika, do you want to leave us with some recommendations? So I have a couple of recommendations uh, for our uh, listeners. Actually, a lot this week. So the first thing, Ranjit mentioned Arsenal. So on Amazon Prime Video, there is All In or Nothing uh, with the Arsenal Football Club and uh, with Mikel Arteta at the helm. I watched that. I actually binged watch that. Uh, it was just fascinating in terms of an, a lesson in leadership, a lesson in team spirit, what you could do. So uh, I I would recommend our viewers to go watch uh, All In or Nothing Arsenal. I think it, I'm excited to see them this year. They made some wonderful purchases in the transfer market as well. So you have Jesus and... 
and still kept uh, still kept abreast the FFP, the FIFA House of Financial. Somehow they've done it, and I don't know what they've done. They've done it. It comes from their owners, I think, because they're always they've always been like that, the cronkies. But there's that, and then there's a US Open happening. So there's also another Amazon Prime Video sport. It's called Emma. Uh, it's about Emma Raducanu. It's a thirty. minute video on how she uh, was a qualifier to an US Open champion so i think that is a it's a short watch it's a fascinating watch just to see a nice another one uh, aniket which is coming on uh, amazon prime as well on these days the untold stories so in that, the untold sports stories of uh, some of the greatest sportsmen who've been there and the kind of stories they i mean it's really crazy um, there was one of mardi fish um then there was one of this um, guy who used to be playing in the national football league and he was a double murderer and how did that happen it's just mind blowing uh, the kind of sports stories you see yeah really i think great. there is a new one out on uh, i don't i don't remember who but i saw one more untold stories i think there are a couple of new new yeah uh, so the new one and they're really really good and they're short yeah. 45 50 minute yes. ones good yeah. viewing And then the last two would be related to the topic we spoke today. So Yusra from News Laundry has a wonderful explainer on this whole AIFF uh, ban of what it is, just so that you can wrap your head around what's happening to Indian football. I think it's important we at least know, and knowing will be the first step to inform our next decision. So uh, that's uh, the uh, video by Yusra, and also Apurva Mandhani from the Print has a timeline of the events that happened. So if you want to clarify, if you feel a little confused after what this conversation is, I think if you listen to that, it's a eight-minute video, so you, you'll get the context of what exactly we spoke about and uh, why it's important we speak about this. So those are my recommendations. Awesome, uh, uh, Aniket. Actually, you took a couple of mine, so that's good. Uh, I will. I'll have a, a couple of recommendations. The one is, I think there is a latest uh, Netflix documentary that came out on uh, Luis Figo. It's called The Figo Affair. You know, I feel like uh, Luis Figo is one of the more undercovered athletes because there's Zidane, there's Ronaldo, but Luis Figo is not covered as much. So it's called The Figo he Affair. Which actually, because um, the the he was not you know out there in your face, an extrovert, no. flamboyant. Yeah. He was, and but I mean, class of that man was, in fact, if not better, as good as the ones you just mentioned before. As oh, absolutely, class. absolutely, he was right up there. So uh, this 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 documentary essentially covers the phase of his life when he controversially moved from Barcelona to Real Madrid. At that time, it was huge. I yeah, there is a, I mean, yeah, there is a so pig head like, thrown you know, on the field and all that. If you actually that. look at what that means. um people who don't follow football don't understand what that means it's like some i'm i'm, I'm not kidding when i say this it's like somebody from india taking a pakistani citizenship i'm not kidding that's what yeah, it means <laughs> yeah crazy crazy yeah. stuff and it was a direct transfer uh, so it was a huge huge thing uh, back then when he moved from barcelona to uh, real madrid so do check that out it's called the figo affair on netflix and the last one is news laundry guys go 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 to news laundry subscribe pay to keep news free uh it is uh we've seen how the news <laughs> news cycle is every day every night so uh better don't don't look at it but just come to newslaundry.com you can uh, subscribe to it for as cheap as 300 to 400 bucks so go check it out uh, we have a whole lot of podcast series we have uh a series uh, called let's talk about i just i've just listened to on R, on the rss and it's it's a great oral history of that so and it's still newslaundry is not owned by any other big gangrong exactly okay and <laughs> it's owned by the subscribers so yeah the only one now not yeah so absolutely go check it out and uh, with that note uh, but again we leave you with uh, great thanks to uh, ranjit bajaj for joining us thank you ranjit thank you so much for having me welcome thank you so much for having me again and uh, team is on pleasure thank you thank you 
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.